Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Good evening. Here we find ourselves yet again on the couch. Well, that's because we're doing our recording thing. Yeah. You know, some people have studios, mm. and we have a couch and some microphones, and somehow I make, make it work. Yeah. Well, hi, folks. I'm Tim. And I'm Beardy McGee. <laughs> and this is Apocalypse Now. We are watching Maisie the Zombie Dog eat something. something uh, she'll be fine. She, uh, she's, she's an omnivore, uh, apparently. It's paper of some sort. Oh, it could be the receipt from my dinner. So, um, the original plan, of course, was we were going to watch more episodes of the train wreck yes, that is the mess. Yes. And that be, that's because we thought that the Fear of the Walking Dead was off for another week. Right. Turns out. No. This is not the case. They are back. It, Fear of the Walking Dead is back this week. And we weren't able to watch two episodes of the mess because I had a dance recital uh, that I was filming. And it went longer than expected, and so I would not have been able to come here early anyway. Right. So we get here, and we're like, oh, wait, look, Fear the Walking Dead. And we're like, oh, well, I guess we're watching that then. And um, and so, for those of you who follow Dustin's live tweets uh, on <laughs> Zompocalypse Now, you can find more of those this week. We always uh, always get some nice responses on those. So, by all means, follow us on Twitter, right. Facebook, uh, podcast.com, iTunes, wherever you find podcasts. Uh, if you guys could, you know, be so kind as to give us a rating and leave us a comment, let us know what you think, that would be fantastic. Yeah. And of course tonight, because, I don't know, my, I think my cable box is, uh, is has some emotional problems, because every time <laughs> that, every time that there is any kind of stoppage in episodes, like episode breaks, I always have to reset it, and I should have done that, because I didn't record Walking Dead tonight, mm-hmm. um... Anytime that it's like, oh, hey, n- no, new things are happening. I, I don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> Great. Thankfully, we were able to watch it anyway. So, so tonight we're catching up, catching up to the current timeline. We're catching up to where we started the season. Right. Uh, there's one more episode left in the season, or the, in this part of the season. Ugh. So it's why like, did they do? I don't know. Why did they even take a week break? I'm sure there's a reason. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, so yeah, th- th- it does catch up, and uh, like so many episodes this season, it was actually a pretty good episode. With with a one glaring nugget of what right in the middle of it. Well, there's a couple glaring nuggets of what, but there is one gigantic one. Um, it's uh, it's about the size of a, I don't know, a baseball field diamond yeah it's yeah. a pretty sizable pretty sizable hole in in the plot logic so uh, have we talked i don't know if we have actually i it, it struck me tonight have we talked about the fact that this baseball stadium is literally like in the middle of nowhere like usually they build baseball stadiums by cities like well usually they build prisons by cities too right, that's true but uh, the the key to the Walking Dead universe is that nothing is close to anything, mostly because of budgetary reasons. Right. 
Uh, I mean, the fact that they're able to find all these great locations that look like they are survived a zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I grew up in Texas. We didn't like. We didn't go. Oh, you know what's great? I like, what we should do. Let's build the high school baseball field <laughs> sixty miles outside of town. Because that way, it'll really be good for the boosters. That's the bet. The boosters got some land. This is the field of dreams theory of baseball hey, stadiums, I guess. No, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So let's let's forget that though. Okay. Uh, for what? Just one minute. Um, so in the present, uh, the firefight is going on. The firefight that started two weeks ago is going on. Right. Uh, and for those of you who may not recall, it's basically Alicia, Strand, and Lucy uh-huh. versus dozens of, of, scavengers. of scavengers. Meanwhile, oh, and also kind of stuck in the middle is Al, shot John Dory, Morgan, and Naomi, uh, who, by the way, Naomi apparently joined the scavengers at some point in, in between. The implication we get this episode is that she saw it was coming with the diamond and mm-hmm. the zombies and she bugged out with i guess at some point she bugged out with what's his name uh the the brother uh, but that's the implication right but we find out that's not enti- that's not true at all well we, no, we don't know we don't know if that doesn't happen next episode i mean that's kind of what it looks like well okay but out. so the firefight's going on and john dory convinces althea to take Oh, no, Morgan convinces John Dory. No, Ugh, it's been a long weekend for me. Uh, Morgan convinces Al to take John Dory and um, and Naomi and also Charlie into her tank and escape. And the reason why they have to use the tank to escape is because Naomi was going after the uh, field kit, the mm-hmm. field medical kit, in the back of the ice cream truck. Right. And... Um, what's his name? And this is the boy. He's the one brother. Who's this one? The other one. The other one. This, this is this is the pretty brother, I guess. Yeah, who is driving the the, the the pseudo leader of these guys? Yeah. And he basically says, you know, we have to leave. And she goes, I just need the field kit. And he's like, it's no. And he starts to drive away. And that's when we discover that Alicia has a grenade launcher, <laughs> just in her pocket. And and it's actually the it's the uh, the tube underneath the, the very large rifle that she's carrying. It's, kind right. of, it's a com- combo rifle. So and she blows the shit out of him. Yeah, it just blows up and Naomi's like, well, shit. And so, you know, Morgan's like, you know, we got to find a place for him. And she goes, there is a place for him. And it's back at the diamond and everyone kind of like looks at her and goes, what? Beg pardon? I thought that place fell and she's like, well, yeah. And so, so she goes back. She leads them back to the baseball diamond. And uh, and as they they get as they drive there, they tell the story, which we'll get to later. Let's just finish all the present stuff. Up. Okay, sure. Meanwhile, Alicia and Strand and Lucy have survived the firefight because, of course, they did. Okay, and again, as you recall, it's three of them versus dozens of other people with firearms, and they're oh, they are these guys have got plot armor on them. So thick. Mm-hmm. No. 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 Right. No. 
Well, yeah. So, cute brother, whose name I can't remember. Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He dies uh, because he comes crawling out of the r- burned wreckage of the, the ice cream truck, and Alicia is there, and he's like, "Please help me!" And she's like, <laughs> "Well, first she no. says, first she's like, so when did she join up with you?" Yeah, uh, meaning Naomi, and he's kind of like. I'm hurt really bad. He's there's on a, fire. Yeah, there's on a lot fire. of me I left inside the truck. Yeah. And I've got a terrible itch. And I can't. And she's like, oh, screw it. She stabs yeah. him in the head. Well, she goes, first she says it doesn't. Yes, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But she tells me that that essentially now we are in a situation where Morgan and the new cast of Fear the Walking Dead are going to be on the run from Alicia and the old cast of Fear the Walking Dead. At this point, watching this episode, and we'll talk more about this later, but I'm kind of wanting the new cast of Fear the Walking Dead to be the only cast of Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> well, we, ha- we cannot forget that for a long, long time, Alicia was the best character on the show, and the show was a character we really liked. Yes, and I'm I, not sure what I, they've done with her. But I think that you also have to remember that she's in a very traumatic place right now everyone she's known is dead and her brother got killed in front of her and she doesn't know if her mother is alive and her home was taken away from her and i don't and, have a problem with any of this stuff it's she just she is not acting the way that we know her to act right and there's a lot there's a lot of, of statements made in tonight's episodes about the history and interactions with these characters and i'm looking at it going did the people who wrote this episode watch the previous season? Because we know they didn't work on it. Because <laughs> the previous... That was bad. There's, there's, there's connections mm. between characters that are like, and that's why I did this. And I'm going, no. No, that's not why you... Okay, sure. We'll just smile and nod. It's like the alternate universe version of the show where right. a different set of events took place in the previous three seasons. I'll get to the baseball diamond and... and uh, and she's like, do you think that, you know, your med- medical bay is still there? And and Naomi's like, oh yeah, the medical bay is still there because they would never have gone inside. And then they burst through the gates and find hundreds and hundreds of burned up walkers inside the baseball diamond. Why are they burned up? Well, let's just talk about that now. Sure. Back in the past, Charlie showed back up at the uh, baseball diamond, and she's like, cute brother is hurt. And uh, so Madison and a couple other people went out. It's Mel. His name is Mel. Mel? Yeah. Cute brother's name's Mel? Mm-hmm. Ennis is the other, is his brother. Okay. Ennis is the one that got killed earlier in the season. Right. He's the one that uh, Nick had a, Nick had a, a, a pointed conversation with. Right. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Oh, puns. <laughs> so anyway, um... Mel is hurt. Hold on. Let's talk a little bit about, about Mel's accident. So he's driving a bus. And he's so driving... Charlie left. Yeah. yeah. So he and Charlie are in this bus. And they've left because he and Ellis uh, had an argument about what to do about the folks at the, at the ballpark. Yeah. And the argument is, is that Mel says, okay, it's not worth our time, it's too much effort. And, and Ennis's argument is, um, Screw you, we're going to go for it anyway. Right. And you raised a real... We'll talk about his plan here in a minute as well. Apparently, Mel went to a certain school of driving. 
We'll call it the the Lori Grimes school of driving. That's the one. Because they're driving a bus. Now, you, I, I'm sure folks who are listening to this, you are familiar with the idea of the city bus. Mm-hmm. It's a large vehicle, fairly sizable, fairly wide, made of, you know, bus. Metal. Large <laughs> amounts of metal. And um, so, as Charlie tells it, a walker steps into the road, and Mel swerves to, to miss the walker. To, and and crashes the bus. Now, if you have ever seen an episode of The Walking Dead, ever, and there was a car and a walker in the middle of the road, every single time someone has swerved to miss a walker, they have wrecked the vehicle, right. flipped the car, exploded, oh, yeah. burst into flames. It doesn't matter. Lesson is... Run over the walker. They're not alive. You you know, guys know that, right? And at this point, they're real juicy. <laughs> it's just going to burst. And yes, it's going to be hard to clean off. But instead, Mel ends up with like a steering wheel crushed into his chest. Right. A couple of cracked ribs. Not broken, just cracked. And he's hurt. And so they bring him back to the uh, to the diamond. And, uh, and there's debate about this, whether or not they should just leave him there. Yeah. Madison version one says, no, we can't because, you know, that'll make us no better than them and blah, 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 blah. We have to take him back. So take him back. And so when he wakes up, he's like, we can't be here. This is the worst place to be because my brother is coming back and he is not mad, not happy. And Madison's like, I've seen your caravan. We can handle your brother. And he's like, no, 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 you can't because... Uh, Ennis, Ennis, Ennis has gone to all the places where they have trapped walkers and is bringing them to the baseball diamond. Which uh, seems like it could be an issue. Right. I mean, it's problematic. Also, the plan is problematic. plan is real bad. So, I believe you described it as... Part one, take all the walkers to, to attack the baseball diamond. Part two... Part two is... Something. <laughs> and part, part three? three profit. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a terrible plan. This is this is a straight up revenge plan. Right. This is not a this is this is what you do when you're like, and now I have to kill you all. The governor would have done this. This plan. is this is a revenge plan where there is no need for revenge. All that the scavengers got from Madison at this, this point is a little like cuff on the chin. Yeah. Oops, looks like we're going to survive longer than you thought we were going to survive. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's, there's no reason to do this. Yeah, this is like a murder everyone plan. We're going to get all the walkers, uh, and, you know, of course, in between all of this, Madison and Naomi have, like, three conversations about... Well, first, Madison and and M- M- Mel? Mel? Well, see, yeah, Madison and, and Mel have the conversation. Then Mel tries to convince Naomi, right? You have to leave. You have to help me leave. And he pulls his he pulls his handcuff off. He manages to work it off the the bedpost. Yeah. And he whips out a knife, and he and actually whips out one of her knives, and puts it to her throat. And she reaches down and smacks him in his chest. And he's like, <laughs> and she takes the knife away. And she goes. My job is to keep you alive. That's <laughs> all. Yeah, don't make me break a rib to, to keep you was, alive. I have to say, it was actually really funny. So anyway, like, we have to go, we have to go, we have to go. And I am still of the opinion that the scavengers have somewhere that they are staying. Like, they have got to have a bigger compound where they are living. 
It, it, there's so many things about the scavengers that don't make sense right, right now. And I really don't understand... Because this, seriously, this plan, like, they would not need thousands, because apparently, like, when they realize that the plan is, Madison sends, like, Strand and Hat Guy out to find all of the flags that they had found to try and figure out how many walkers are might be coming. And they bring out back flags and flags that say, like, 437. It's a very effective scene, by the way. It's shot, it's shot from above, and it's the back, the, uh, the bed of a truck. Mm-hmm. And he's just flipping. They've got him laid out flat. It's, yeah. it's, it's a very well presented. Clearly, a, a production designer was consulted on this on yeah. this reveal because all these all these flags are laid flat on top of each other like rugs at a display, and you can just like flip them back. back and, yeah, and, it's, and it looks great. But I'm like. That would actually take a fair amount of time. Where, well, do they, they consult with a PR str- expert? But also, <laughs> hang on. But Strand and and Hat Guy are both gay guys that they sent out on this mission. Oh, way to perpetuate so the stereotype! You know that they were like, like, well, you know, Strand <laughs> just threw the first flag in there, and when they found the second one, Hat Guy was like, "Wait a second. <laughs> If we're going to do this, we're going to do this with flair. And he went in the back of the truck and he flattened the first flag oh, out. And then my. he helped Strand like lay it out. And he's like, now we're going to do this to every single one. We have to make sure that they're all laid out perfectly because we have to really impress Madison with this reveal. But seriously, by the way it looks, it's going to be like 1,500 walkers. Oh, it's a lot. That is overkill. They could have they done the same thing with like the first flag, which were like 230. Well, and then it's it's aggravated by the fact that we see the preparations that they are making for defending the the ballpark. And they're putting it, you know, they're tearing down all the wooden shelters that they've built, these little rooms, and they're taking that and they're using it to shore up the walls. And you looked over at me and went, you know, I would be much more impressed with all this reinforcement if the original walls weren't plywood. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And it's plywood and sheet metal, and I'm looking at this going, you know, for all that I've bitched about the fact that all of the, the trucks and vehicles that the scavengers have, the vultures have, um, they're being incredible gas guzzlers, any one of these vehicles could drive through the wall right. at any point around the, around the stadium. Why are they not just driving things through walls? I mean, it's... It's such a, it's the plan doesn't make any sense. And then it's on top of that, it's like, well, why are you doing, why don't you just crash a vehicle into the gate? Why don't you just crash a vehicle into the, one of these walls? It'll just make a very large hole. You guys, you guys know how, how physics works, right? Mm-hmm. Here's a tickle. Yeah. Here's a little something. <laughs> um, how long did it take these dudes, the, the vultures, to gather up all their walkers and put them in all these little hidey holes. You know, that's a very good question. Like, there was a flag, there was legit a flag that said something like 750 or something like that. Well, not only that, it's where are they physically located. Right. I mean, how far apart are these things? I mean, this is, the impression that we get is that it's a ways in between towns. Mm -hmm. There's some distance involved. And they keep driving around. It's one of those things where, like, how long did it take them to reinforce the the 
walls and gates at the con- at the ballpark. I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Right. Um, but this is, again, time and space in the Walking Dead universe are things that if you stare directly at them, you will go blind. Right. So, anyway, Madison goes and confronts Mel about mm-hmm. telling telling Naomi that she should run. Because then Naomi went and told that to Madison and they had a long conversation. It was actually a very good scene, but it's not really worth anything. Uh, so then, this actually it's Madison Point 2 that goes and talks to <laughs> to Mel. Because he's like, we have to get out of here, we have to get out of here because it's not going to be good. And she's like, fine, you want to go? We're going to, you can go. And so she like grabs him and like... He's still injured, by like, the way. He's like super injured. And he's like, I, Charlie's coming with me. And she's like, no, Charlie's not coming with you. Charlie's a little spy, a little girl spy. And she's ours now. We, we claim Charlie. And so she drags him... And he's kind of like... Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Which the audience should be going, Wait, what? Hang on. No, I would, oh my gosh, Charlie is like such an albatross at this point. <laughs> like, she is the harbinger of doom. Well, you know, anytime that a child appears in the Walking Dead universe, she's going to be the harbinger of some sort of doom. The only child, unless you survive to your teenage years, at which point you will die tragically. Unless you're Clementine from the Walking Dead games. <laughs> <laughs> There's a full like Clementine in the in the first game, you know, basically you know an escort mission. Right. But in the second game, when she's supposed to be like eleven, uh, she's like fully like making decisions. Like full full grown adults are standing around going, "All right, Clementine, now it's up to you. <laughs> do we go into this, you know, into this room and fight the dead people, or do we go into this room and fight the dead people?" So, you know, if you're Clementine, then you're cool. You can survive. I think she's in the third game, but I don't think it's about her. I haven't watched any of them. But anyway, Charlie's just the worst. <laughs> um, so, they kick, and everybody's like, Madison, are you sure you want to do this? And she's like, yes, I'm sure I want to do this. Meanwhile, and, they have basically sealed up the gate. Everything, yeah. they, are, they are enclosed. Right. You know, they are safe and inside. She says, open the gate! And they're like... <laughs> But we just we, we just, just closed it, and so so they kick him out. They put him into the Range Rover that's full of supplies right. that Madison made last time. Like she's like, get out of here, find a place, go go do your thing, and so he leaves. And so then Charlie, then they go and tell Charlie what happened, and she's like, but he's my friend, and isn't he like grievously wounded? And they're right. like, well, yeah. yeah. So they get a radio and they call these walkie-talkies in the Walking Dead universe, which are magic. Oh yeah. Uh, and she calls him, and he's like Charlie, and he's coughing, and you know, and because again, he's seriously wounded. And and all he does, he finally just like pulls over to the side of the road, is coughing and hacking. And so Nick and Alicia decide we have to go get him. We have to go get him and bring him back. And so. <laughs> Conducted the gate and stranded that guy and a couple of them just finished closing the gate up again. And they're like, open the gate, we're going after Mel. And Strand's like, seriously? And they're like, well, yeah, you know, we have, we have to, to go after right thing. Mom, our mother has lost sight of what the right thing is because that's kind of her deal. Uh, so we have to go out after him. And Strand discovers powerful moment when the writers want him to have an emotional core. And he says, well, your mom did it for me, so I'll let you do this. And I'm going, no, that's not really what happened. But okay, sure, whatever. And so they go out into the world. 
Right. So they go and they find him. They find him super quick. They find him just in time to see the caravan, the, the scavengers, or vultures, caravan, come rolling back through. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they end up kind of behind them. But they get there before them. So, yeah. Good. So basically we see, we see the ice cream truck. You know, they've, they've radioed back to, to the ballpark to Saying let them know they're that this coming. is coming. And so they're standing up on the ramparts, looking out over the, the, the distance, and they see a light coming, and it's like, that doesn't look like a convoy. And, it's and they're, one, like, one and they're like, Nick, is that you? And she's like, they're like, no, we're still like, you know, half a mile away. And it's one ice cream truck, and it drives down, and because none of these people can drive in a straight line, it drives around in a circle. And leaves something, pours something onto the ground. Everyone's like, well, what's that? And uh, it appears to be... Okay, well, hang on. We'll, we'll get to that. And then it kind of parks there. Well, then Nick and Alicia and... Okay, so they did this thing that's really bad, especially if you're going to go clubbing with a 23-year-old. <laughs> um they, uh, Nick and Alicia drove their SUV out to where Mel had crashed. Right. Then they moved Mel over into the passenger seat and both got into his SUV to drive it back right. to this the is, thing. This is the Range Rover full of supplies. Right. So they have left the, the second car in a second location, which is never a good plan because then you have to worry about who is getting who back and who's taking an Uber and whether or not it's walking distance, and sometimes you're in a club that is just crammed full of people, and you have a bicycle in your back of your minivan, because he rode a bicycle, because he's 23 years old. Dustin had a, had a thing Ugh. at a bar last night. It was bad. Anyway. But that's not why we're here. Yeah, that's not why we're here. <laughs> um, so... So they are just, like, sitting there, watching. And then, then the convoy comes in. Right. And it's, it turns out that what they have poured on the ground is... Uh, some sort some of Some sort of oil. Yeah. And then the walkers start coming out. Well, meanwhile, Nick and Alicia and Comatose... Uh, Mel. Mel are... They drive up, and they say, well, we can't get through. And it's like, well... Um, and... And Madison's like, open the gate! And they're like, no, you can't we do that. We just closed the gate! <laughs> it's like, and at no point do they look around and go, we'll come back later. Or we'll leave this parking lot where we are in between the villains and a closed gate. We are risking your lives by trying to get the gate open for us. Or no one ever at any point says, hey, why don't you drive around back? Or because <laughs> there is no back Dustin, there is only the main gate, and you know what? If, if considering how tall those uh, fences aren't, you just pull that car, that Range Rover, up to the side of the gate. Have somebody reach over and haul their asses up off the roof. Right. It is. It's, there's so many, so many reasons. That but the, Nick and Alicia and Mel just sit there in their in their Range Rover. And don't move at all. No, it's just like, we can't get out, oh no. It's like, suddenly we're surrounded. It's like, well, yeah, of course you're surrounded. You waited for the, these guys to pull up in their multitude of vehicles, 
raise the, the doors, pull, pull down the, the ramps. Pull down the ramps, the zombies <laughs> to come out. And you sat there like, I wonder what they're going to do. Watch them the, light the fire. What are you doing? Watch them light the fire, Tim. I know, I know, it's insane. And so the walkers are also covered in oil. So what they figure out, what they realize, is that as the walkers walk towards the stadium they will walk through the fire catch on fire and then they're going to walk up to the plywood walls and burn the place to the ground this is like you said this is not a this is not a we want your supplies thing anymore this is a completely for revenge like totally overblown yeah i just don't understand that i don't understand the, the scaling here right we went from oh hi we're going to wait for you to die because we see that you're screwed and therefore we're just going to wait for you to die so we can have your stuff to kill them all right straight up murder a bunch of people for for why crops that haven't even come oh, yeah. through well yet. the crops aren't going to be there anyway because the fire is going to you know uh, it's just it's a, it's an insane plan and at some point we have never gotten an establishment that ennis is a psychopath was a crazy person at the same time. We've never had this like establishes. Oh yeah, about him. No, he's crazy. Because well, they didn't spend. They haven't spent any time. Because because these villains are just to bring us into the rebooted world. They're not. They're not going to be like the villains of the show. Because of course we know Madison is really the villain of the show. But <laughs> yeah. So this is not this is not to create a situation where we're like, ooh, we're scared of these people. We're supposed to be like, oh god, these these hipster vultures, and then they're dead, and we're kind of going to be okay with it. Like we're not going to know anything I ever know. about them. It we're just, never going to find out. But it like doesn't, it doesn't how they were always so clean shaven and yeah, <laughs> how strangely coiffed they all were. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 doesn't it's a really frustrating thing when this when this show can be really good this season the way it has been. He said, if you start staring at the details, mm-hmm. so much of it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, ballpark in the middle of nowhere, giant trucks that don't seem to need to use gas, burning down giant ballparks in the middle of nowhere with giant trucks full of zombies on <laughs> fire. Right. What? No, it doesn't, act up, it doesn't hold together. I mean, it's a cool shot and all, but... Right. Anywho. So they, the 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 episode basically ends. The gates are now reopened, and Madison is gonna is standing there, not knowing what she wants to do because they've got the irrigation truck, so they could probably put out the fire. But she's also got to rescue her moron children. And, and by the way, a uh, it's an irrigation truck is full of water, and if the zombies are covered in oil, and the fire is an oil based fire, the water isn't going to help. No, whatever. Just so, you, just just so you know how fire works, you know an oil-based fire cannot be put out by water. If you have a grease fire in your in your kitchen, you, you have flour on it. That's right? right. So yeah, it's like, what are you doing? And son? if there's chemicals in the irrigation water, if they've already p- treated it with like fertilizer and stuff, that's not going to help even worse. Yeah, I don't know. It's just again, do not stare directly at the plot. Do not stare to the details of. Every now and again, you are, you recognize the fact that some of the people who write for Fear the Walking Dead have never done some of the things they're writing <laughs> there's about. A, there's a bunker somewhere where it's just a hole in the ground, and that's where they kept Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> and uh, they every once in a while, they like go to the bunker and they unlock the door, and they're like, 
Okay, who who wants to be the showrunner for Fear the Walking Dead? <laughs> they pull one of them out, and they're like, go. <laughs> Take your zero knowledge of the modern world <laughs> and write, write us a drama series. Uh, and like I said, the, the first half of this season has... And they actually... We're, this is the first half of the season. We have one episode left in the first, first half of the season, apparently. And it has been, overall, a vast improvement over the past <laughs> three years. <laughs> and But I am, I am just so... I'm just so frustrated right now with, with the things that are wrong. Because it basically ends with this great shot of them bri- driving... Somehow, somehow a barricade has been built... Up, there's a wooden barricade blocking the ballpark off from the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And they drive the tank through it, and there's you see all this. It's a great shot full of all these crispy zombies Walkers, yeah. right there, and it's a really cool kind of kind of effect. But it just doesn't. It doesn't make it. This whole thing doesn't make any sense. So I'm so confused as to how they're going to wrap. Well, I think I know. No, okay. Would you like me to make? Yeah, a by all means, please do. Okay, so, um, in the ensuing firefight, somehow, Strand and Lucy and, Strand and Lucy and Nick and Alicia are going to end up together getting away, then they're going to get away, Mm -hmm. because obviously we know that they do. Sure. Uh, Somehow, Naomi is going to end up in the Range Rover with the supplies and Mel, and they're going to get away. Well, and Charlie. And Charlie. Charlie. Up with Charlie. Yeah. Somehow that is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Alicia will see that happen, and she will immediately assume that they have been betrayed, because that's her working theory as it is. Right. No, I don't know if she's going to see it happen, because I think she was pretty shocked to see her, to see Naomi show up. Okay, okay, fair enough. All right, I don't sure. think she's going to see that going to happen. I think what she is going to see, or what they are going to see, is Madison making some sort of apparent last stand to get people out through somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Sure. And make the assumption that Madison is now dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I believe we are going to discover, our new cast, <laughs> our Fear the Walking Dead, the new cast, Degrassi, the next yeah, generation, uh, is that... Madison has survived oh, and has been living up in the boxes, like where the you know the mm-hmm. the infirmary was and stuff, trapped because of all the walkers, but still. But they alive. had they had rations. They're going yeah. to make it through until the crops grew. Right. So she's going to still be at the ballpark. She was just trapped at the ballpark, and I don't believe that since the night of this siege, the zombie fiery walker siege. It has been terribly long, like maybe two or three days since then. That the what we have seen has only been like two or three days. Um, I think it's going to have to be a little bit longer than that because uh, Mel, when we see Mel, he is not clearly injured mm-hmm. anymore. So, but even so, um, yeah, it's it's going to be kind of odd. I just I'm just so so annoyed by the things that aren't right. When the show has really done well. But the thing is that so much of what the show has done well is wrapped around the new characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I have to say that I don't have a problem with this version of Madison and this version of Nick and this version of Alicia and this version of Strand. Except they're versions of characters. They're not... I mean, there's a whole lot of talk tonight about how, you know, 
Madison's concerned about disappointing her kids and she has to protect them. And it's like, okay, but A, they're grown-ups. You know that, right? Mm -hmm. They're like not children. You know, Alicia's got to be what? 21 at this point? Mm -hmm. Um, Nick's in his mid-20s. Yes, he was a drug addict, but he seems to have gotten his life turned around, and he hasn't clearly hasn't joined a cult recently, so give the boy a break. Mm -hmm. And and Strand, um, depending on which week it is, is either a deeply manipulative sociopathic monster and ashamed of it, or he's a noble person trying to redeem himself through the kind works of, I don't know, something. He's a lovable rogue. I just... It, it, He's a lovable rogue. And there's a whole lot of talk about, you know, these kind of characters as being things they haven't really been for the last three years. I don't have a problem with these particular people. I just don't necessarily recognize them all the time as being the characters they've played with the last several years. Mm-hmm. And we don't have an actual official amount of time in between this season and last season. So there's stuff that could have happened, and that's fine. Um, but it's like Alicia is so bloodthirsty and unreasonable. Mm-hmm. And there's no... Ra- it's like the rational thought has gone out of it. And yes, admittedly, Nick is dead. Right. And she thinks her mother is dead. She thinks all these people are dead. I get that. But... I noticed that in the last couple of scenes, Madison was wearing her murdering jacket. <laughs> Uh, gotta have to her, be that, some murder. That black leather jacket uh-huh. that she wore almost all of last season when she was just basically straight up killing people. Um, she's back in it now. Well, because it's easier to wipe off the leather. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you get if you get it on denim and blue jeans, it's really hard to get out. Right. I mean, um, not that I would know. I've heard that. No, no, I wouldn't know anything about that. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's I don't know. It's it was a good episode. Had some really great, interesting bits, but it sort of it it sort of amplifies some of the issues that have been there for what this show is. I don't know, struggling with itself this season. You've got these interesting new characters, kind of like, ooh, I want to know more. Right. John Dory is too good for the world. Don't die, don't die, John Dory, don't die. You know, um, and and oddly enough, the fact that Morgan has been ported over to this show from the main series. You know, has really worked. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It just, uh, I don't know what's, I don't know what's going to happen. And it's kind of frustrating. It's been a, such a mixed bag, but overall, it's been a better season. I agree. So anyway, uh, we will talk more about Fear of the Walking Dead next week with the final episode of this half of the season. Tomorrow, yeah, I was about to say we will talk more about Fear of the Walking Dead tomorrow. Except when you hear this podcast, it'll be yesterday. It'll be. Okay, so there's or your, you there's, can go back after you've listened to this podcast and listened to that, right? Still? So, so tomorrow there's a, there's a uh, there's a podcast that is produced here in Kansas City called. It's the also Big, a live radio show, live right. internet radio yeah. show called the Big Dumb Fun Show, and we are going to be guests on that tomorrow night. And we're going to talk right. about the show, this show, the, this show that we do, and also probably Fear the Walking Dead, and also probably The Mist. Yeah, we'll talk about we'll talk about what we do and what we stuff. talk about on the Big Dumb Fun Show. So if you happen to be Someone who would like to hear us do that. I, I know they've got episodes. You can go back and listen to previous episodes of the right. Big Dumb Fun Show. Um, we also encourage you to check it out. There's a lot of really talented people that we know who have been guests on the show. Local Kansas City celebrities. And things. and so we encourage you to check that out. 
But uh, yeah, it'll be fun. We'll have a good time. We don't but do a lot if of you're PR all, getting out in yeah, the world. So. If you're a uh, a person who heard us on the Big Dumb Fun Show and is now listening to this podcast, we're sorry. <laughs> but thank you. But thank you. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies better. Remember, we we usually re- we usually require you to tell your enemy because you know your enemy would be like, what is happening? They're, they talk to a dog for 15 whole minutes. I'm going to cut most of that out. Uh, <laughs> anyway, thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. And thank you guys for listening. We will see you again uh, next week with more Zompocalypse Now. Check, certainly check us out on Big Dumb Fun Show. And find us on iTunes and podcast.com, Twitter, uh, Facebook, all the social media stuff. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And we will see you guys next week with more Zompocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now is recorded and produced by Dustin Adair and Timothy Harvey. All rights reserved.